This is a Detail Podcast. Listen up, you pitiful morals. For I am Black Adam, the epitome of power and dominance. But today, I'm not here to face mere mortals in battle. No, no, no. I've set my sights on a different kind of challenge, the so-called Drinking Geek Out podcast. Oh, Drinking Geek Out, you dare to flaunt your feeble knowledge of pop culture and your pitiful craft beer reviews. You think your paltry sips of artisanal brews make you kings? Your puny sips are nothing but a drop in the ocean of my mic. I've heard your pitiful attempts at witty banter and your laughable discussions about fictional heroes and villains. But let me make one thing clear. Your endeavors are insignificant in the face of my supremacy. Your podcast is but a whisper compared to the thunderous roar of my power. And let's not forget your absurd attempts at reviewing craft beer. Your delicate palates could never withstand the intensity of my rage, let alone the raw might of a Black Adam-level ale. Your tastings are laughable and your opinions are meaningless. So listen closely, Daigo, for your reckoning is not. Prepare to be consumed by the darkness that is Black Adam as I strike you down with a force beyond your comprehension. Your geeky gatherings will crumble under the weight of my wrath. Your craft beer will go flat and your podcast will fall to its knees before me. Prepare for annihilation, <laughs> for I am the harbinger of your downfall. Oh, and one more thing. Do you smell what the rock is brewing? That's right, folks. Today on the show, Rocktoberfest returns, and we're talking about Black Adam. Black Adam had a plan. Bam Shazam, he'll fight Superman. Bam Shazam never left Kandak. Bam Shazam, he's the man in black. Bam Shazam, I said, oh, Black Adam. Bam Shazam, whoa, Black Adam. Bam Shazam. Bam Shazam, whoa, Black Adam, Bam Shazam, he can fly so high, Bam Shazam, you know that's no lie, Bam Shazam, the rock was ready, Bam Shazam, the movie's unsteady, Bam Shazam, whoa, Black Adam, Bam Shazam, whoa, Black Adam, Bam Shazam. Whoa, Black Adam, Bam Shazam. 
That was a nice touch. Wow. Shazam. Was that AI again in the beginning? Hmm? Was that AI? Yeah, I, well, I wrote it, and then I tried to clone The Rock's voice. That's why it sounds so weird, because it's supposed to be The Rock. Okay. But uh, it's a wrestling promo call-out from The Rock to us. Nice. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all good. Hello, and welcome to Drink In, Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I am your host, Derek Thompson, and alongside me is... Uh, Saf Adam, and with me is... Oh, I can't think of anything. It's just Keith, and with me is... Pale Smasher. There you go. <laughs> and today's episode is featuring beer from Shiner and... Beer. 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 Beer, beer from beer. Beer from beer. And I-E-R. we are talking about Black Adam. Bam Shazam. The third annual Rocktoberfest. Yeah, uh, because everybody on this screen had confused looks, Derek Thompson is the Tooth Fairy. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest rock movie ever made. I thought it was like a generic Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm thinking. It's a knockoff Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Derek Dwayne Johnson. Derek Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't try too hard with that script. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know who we're getting. We're getting Dwayne Johnson. We can't call him Dwayne Johnson. Why? <laughs> Everyone calls him The Rock. They don't know his real name. We have to go with something different. How about Derek? <laughs> Derek the Tooth Fairy Thompson. Thompson. There we Derek go. the Tooth Fairy Thompson. I am a fan. <laughs> All right, let's some drink some beers. Yes, Good. please. I guess we get to start because we got the in beers. Yep, in beer. Pew, 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 pew. This is the beer breweries beer fest. German style fest beer. So many beers in the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in at 4.8% ABV. And 17 IBUs, which is for the Hostel 17 on our Geek Score reference. Uh, I do not know what the Hostel 17 is. Oh, that's from Buffy. Uh, uh, I figured October. Yeah. Horror theme. Vampires. Close as I could get. Uh, so it didn't say anything on un- Untapped about, so we don't have any like verbiage. The only thing it says on the can is another reason to drink beer. Beer Fest. Short and sweet and to the point. Yep. The can is gorgeous. I just noticed that the green and the yellows are their logo. Yep. I just thought it was like a checkered pan- pattern. Yeah, it's supposed to almost be like the Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. You know, like the blue diamonds and the white background, but it's just little Indianas, uh, alternating Indianas in different colors. Um, green Reminds and yellow. Reminds me of Green Bay. Go Pack Go. <laughs> And then it's got like the Oktoberfest style font where mm-hmm. it says Beer Fest, whatever that font would be, kind of gothic or whatever. Yeah. Assume it's some German style. Yield German style. Mm-hmm. It also says brewed and bottled by South Broad Ripple Brewing Company. So how is that? What who? <laughs> beer doesn't brew it. Uh, Broad Ripple Brewing Company does. Or is that like their name for the brewing company? And then beer is like their establishment. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. That's something we'll have to research. Yeah, because this is on 65th Street. 
they show their address, and that address yeah. is beer. Uh, maybe they moved their production because I know they're building the new uh, facility up in Noblesville, and this place is supposed to be a tap room, but also much larger for the brewery. Brewery. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, they might be brewing in Noblesville now and yeah. temporarily don't have 65th Street set up, which I don't, I'm not sure why they would do that if they're not going to be done until like March for the new one. But I don't know. That'd be interesting. Definitely would like to check that out. I could ask around. Be able to talk to somebody about that. But yeah. otherwise, really cool. I like the design. Yep. The beer color is quite on the lighter side. Yep, very see-through. Um, it looks like your good old piss beer. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> German beer. Yep. It reminds me of the big three in color alone. Don't get it twisted. Um, very bubbly, which is nice. Yeah. It was blurred out. It looked like it was censored. Yeah. When you held it up. <laughs> yeah, I have a... Yeah. It really my, is piss. My, can't can't piss on this cam. Yeah, my my mug has a giant wiener on it. <laughs> and since, you know, we are a family-friendly podcast, it blurts it out. <laughs> I, I want to say like a four or a five. Yeah. Um, for as clear... Uh, if I hold it up to the like the right part of the light, I can see a little bit of a goldenness to it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not like Pichu Pale or Kirk shirt. Yeah, it's a little darker than that. Yeah, so dehydrated piss. Dehydrated <laughs> piss. Yeah, <laughs> drank a little bit too many of these, <laughs> and this is it's just going to look the same when it comes back out. Yep. Um, I think I can agree with you on that. I mean, uh, in three, four. Three, four, five area, probably four. Yeah, let's go with four. Get over here. Get over beer. <laughs> Multi. Uh, yeah. Definitely smells like a fest beer. Yeah, it's very um like very weedy. Um I don't know. It's really hard to like I want to say it smells like bread, but not like Loggery. Yeah. Yeah, it smells warm. That could be because so, it's been sitting here for you 15 know, minutes while I dealt with dogs. 20 minutes. <laughs> probably. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We could taste it and see if it's how it is. Still reasonably cool. Yep. Definitely multi-flavored. Basically what you smell is what you get with this mm-hmm. one. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, I can totally taste it. Like, off the nose, totally I can taste it. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's a little sweet on the back end. Yep. Like, I don't know, biscuity or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's not much in the realm of hops on here. Oh, no. Um, so, like, it's definitely 17 for sure. Uh, the maltiness yeah. makes it a little bit more bitter, but, uh, you know, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, the bitterness comes from the malts, not the hops like we normally do. But And it's really not bitter at all. There's not much of a bad aftertaste with this one. I'm enjoying it. Very crushable. It's kind of dangerous. Yeah, but it's luckily four, it's pretty light. Yeah, yeah. four point eight. It's not terrible. <laughs> it says sixteen point five IBUs on the can, but I guess there's Round no point five, so they rounded up on untapped. <laughs> we don't have half measures here, but it's definitely smooth and tastes pretty good. I think we could talk about untapped. Sure. Uh, out of 
153 check-ins. We have 104 ratings coming in at 3.74 on average. I have two friends, one on this show and (laughs) one that the other person's on the show is married to. (laughs) She's been on the show. She has been on the show. That is true. And Allison, she gave it a 3.25 and Dustin's remains to be seen because it may change. But looking through, it's pretty, I don't want to say subpar. I guess we always say like four seems to be like our median, but really, I guess three, three and a half, 3.75. And it's not terrible. Not seeing a whole lot of descriptions of the beer, just what people are doing in said pictures, like playing poker. Or Tony S. here says, not a bad bit of bite. Not bad, a bit of bite on the finish, but generally solid. That's why punctuation is important, kids. He gave her (laughs) Mm 3.75. I do have a friend who checked this in other than Allison. Uh, Aaron B., the picture that he took is from Allison and I's spot. So (laughs) good good choice, Aaron, with the spot. Um. We checked this in, I think Allison checked this in, in May. So maybe it was like a old batch or like That's a weird time to really have new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I checked this in in May as well. Okay. So I was curious as to how old my check-in for this was. Um, but anyways, Aaron said, uh, give a force at Solid Fest Beer. That's it for my friends. Nick J said... Smooth and crisp, little biscuity leaves an aftertaste that's almost bitter from the malt. The malt. Good beer to start the Oktoberfest year. Give it a three seventy-five. Hmm. Purchased at Total Wine and more, located near Saf. <laughs> I don't know. We got like five of those. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's two of them by me. <laughs> like on the same road, just like yeah, just ten miles home. apart. <laughs> it's wild. Are you guys getting a bitter aftertaste? Not really. Not really. Just uh, it kind of drops off. Like it starts a little bitter, and then it yeah. doesn't really stick around too bad. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's some lingering flavor to it, but mm-hmm. there's nothing that's like, oh, like when I think of bitter mm-hmm. aftertaste or think of like aftertaste period, it's just like, oh, there's something. I gotta get this out of my mouth. Yeah, it's like, oh, go away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not a whole lot else here. Yeah, with the hundred check-ins, I doubt that there is going to be a lot. So we can go ahead and just add ours to the fray. With a description? <laughs> did not add a description. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm working on that. There's Those are rare for <laughs> like From me, those are rare. Uh, I will just go ahead and talk, though. I gave this a 3.75. My initial check-in was for 3.5. And, and, quite frankly... That might have been too low because we were drinking it in May. <laughs> so now that it's Oktoberfest season, it hits a little better. Yeah, it does. So like, it's really hard for me to sit there and say, was this the fest beer that was brewed for this year that we had in May? Because generally, you brew your fest beers and Oktoberfests like 12 weeks out or 16 weeks out. And then you just like let it sit. And when you wait until September and then you like open it up. So, like, to me, if we had it straight from the fermentation process and, and there was no, like, three months 
of just chilling and aging. That could have something to do with why I didn't like it as much. Or if it were the 2022 version of Fest Beer, when they brewed their Fest Beer in their Oktoberfest, then when they put it away, they're like, oh shit, we still have this keg. <laughs> yeah. We found it back in the back. Let's tap it real quick. Yeah. So I don't know the situation. Drinking an Oktoberfest or a Fest Beer in May is little suspect, but it is what it is. But yeah, I think that because it hits differently, it is uh, it is crisp. It is smooth to drink, has a nice flavor to it. Of course, that's what I'm expecting in this time period. Uh, I just, you know, I, it's not quite like four territory, but it's still better than a three and a half. I'll drink it all day. Mm-hmm. I agreed. I gave it a 375 as well. And I said very light and crisp, easy drink in Oktoberfest or Fest beer with a subtle sweetness and slight malty bitterness. So, yeah, I agree. And we've kind of said the same thing a few times. So curious what you guys are drinking. We are drinking Shiner Oktoberfest from Spitzelbury. But then again, we just call it Shiner. But it's got a little little spotzel thing on it. Uh, it is a Marzen shocker. Uh, coming in at 5.7% ABV and 18 IBUs, which is Venom's first appearance in Spider-Man comic number 18. It says, here in Shiner, Texas, population 2070, we're suckers for tradition, which is why this classic Oktoberfest brew is made with the highest quality two-row barley, Munich and caramel malts, along with German-grown Halutier, tradition, and Hochsbrucker hops, it's our way of honoring our ancestors and the beer they love to celebrate with. So raise your stein to tradition and enjoy this utterly classic brew. Um, and I did see a side note for you guys here. There are two links as I was looking it up while you guys are finishing up. Somebody made a 2023 version, and it looks like the same exact beer that we have. So it's going to skew the numbers. One's been around for a while. Somebody made a new one and took hmm quite a few people away from the actual check-in. So we can just compare both, probably get more updated stuff from the 2023 one. But this is definitely not a new beer. I believe this has been around. And Pale, you picked this up, I think, at like Meyer or something like that, or a liquor store or somewhere. Meyer. Meyer. So mm -hmm. it's been around for quite some time. You got bottles or cans? We did get bottles. Nice. And I got nice the little brown bottle. Little carrying pack, and I love the colors. It is that orange blue. Um, those two colors just pop so well together. Yeah, mm -hmm. blends in with my shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got its fancy little little goats, rams. I guess blue rams are kind of jumping away from each other. Marzen style beer, that typical Oktoberfest font, and the little Spetzel Brewery up here says what every drop of Shiner is brewed in Shiner, Texas. It's got the little seasonal mm -hmm. little thing up there, too. But they are independent. I didn't realize that. Cool. They got the official independent brew. That's surprising. Yeah, that's I was what worried I, yeah. that they would be big beer owned. But that's really cool. Maybe they used to be. Because yeah, like everybody has like Shiner buy themselves box, back. Yeah. yeah. They've been around a long time. Now, does Shiner have a lager... Like all year long, they got it's a like bog. a yellow. 
Maybe. Bach? Maybe that's Shinerbach. Shinerbach. That's yeah. It's like a yellow label. Probably. Probably. Yeah. 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 They also have a okay. a grapefruit one. Was it Ruby Redbird or something? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Okay. But I will say in the background of this, there are the little Oktoberfest diamonds. Pale. I don't know if you can see that or not. But they're I just kind of yeah, offset oranges. Mm-hmm. Kind of see the little diamonds back there. I guess this would be better. Kind of stands out a little bit more there. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. I, I, I like it too. The col- just the orange and the blue. In, yeah. in the white text. It pops. It really, it really pops. I'm sure it screams at you off the shelf. Oh, the yeah. Story. It caught my eye immediately. So looking at the beer... My lighting's probably not any better than what it used to be. I can hold it in front of a TV now. <laughs> <laughs> so now Pales looks darker. Looks very, like, orange. Like, it yeah, matches it the like label. The, the bottle. <laughs> it's very orange. It's very caramely color on my end. Yeah, caramel orange. Come on, I'm, I'm almost out, so. <laughs> I have a second one. That's Oops, okay. I'm going to reopen it. <laughs> let's see. Let's look at the SRM. For that kind of orange. It's almost thirteen-ish range, or would you say more like clay face twelve? Are you going darker pale? I want to do eighteen. So we can have eighteen, 18. all the way across the board. 18? Eighteen IBUs, eighteen SRM. I could see that. I'm almost out. So eighteen ABVs. I think it's a tad bit lighter, but we'll go with that. <laughs> eighteen. The Hammond's Amber Cane. <laughs> John Hammond. John Hammond. I spared no expense. (laughs) You just killed people, John. It seems like you spared plenty of expense. Like the one rainstorm, your whole park went to shit. (laughs) Or having paid one one developer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you you definitely spared an expense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right, the smell on this puppy. Mm. Malty. Malty. Yep. For sure. Kind of a sweeter smell. Not very pungent. Uh-uh. It's like a sweet Brady on the nose. Uh-huh. Hmm. Like that. I'm diving in. Of course you are. I drank more than you. <laughs> you jumped the gun. Mm-hmm. Mm. A sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Very biscuity. Um, yeah, very crisp. It is. It's not as bitter as I thought it was going to be. So it's like a mellow um, malt, but not overpowering to the point it's super bitter. But you're right. It's that sweet biscuity. That's good. It's very I like good. that. I like there's, that a lot. There's virtually no aftertaste at all. It's mm. very smooth going down. Yeah, it doesn't sit with you. I mean, the, the the flavor does, don't get me wrong, but it's not like a super bitter beer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Sounds similar to ours. Yeah. It's a good flavor. I like this. Yeah, I like that a lot. This is probably my third bottle that I've had so far. I, I got a six-pack, of course, from Meyer, So I gave Keith two of them, kept four of them for myself. This is number three, so I got one left in the fridge. Man, I might have to pick up a... Six pack of this. <laughs> this is good. No, I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's easy enough drinking at you know five point seven percent. It's not like you're gonna 
get drunk off these, but it's like you said, tis the season. I just wish the weather would kind of match it a little bit. We've been stuck in the upper 80s and not upper 80s, sorry, upper 70s, lower 80s right now and late September. So as we turn the page into October, hopefully we'll get mm-hmm. some fall-like weather. But this is just enough to get a little beer coat on, get the blood flowing. <laughs> Won't quite need a coat, just need a beer. Yep. So Untapped has 80,000 check-ins. Is that right? Yeah, 80,000 check-ins at a 3.47. I have nine friends. Average is uh, 3.81. To go through this quickly, I'll read the good ones. We have Chris Leland, friend of the show. Uh, This is a pretty nice Oktoberfest. It's malty and a little fruity, but has a nice bitterness to it, 425. Uh, Three from Kane. Uh, I got 3.8 from Make Beer Great Again. Good fest beer, keg it and tap it. I'll drink it. Uh, Jesse F, nothing. Patrick Moyer, probably. Good fest beer, Marzen, almost a Bach at 7.5. He gave it a 3.75. And then just a couple. Um, 425s for uh, 350 uh, from Jack and Steve, respectively. There's a ton of Steve check-ins. And then Bill Kruzinger gave it a four and a half in 2013. So it's yeah, been out a while. <laughs> you said all my friends. So I, I was looking at the other check in or the other, the 2023 version, and nobody said anything. So I'm wasting my time over here scrolling. But there's an additional 218 ratings under this one, and that's a 3.7 average. Add that to the one Dustin read, and it's a drop in the bucket of his 80. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For 10 years out in the market. Not really seen much. 80,000 is a lot to go through. Mm-hmm. Read them all. Just, <laughs> nobody's <laughs> writ, writ, wrote, written anything. What the hell is just that? a bunch of chickens. What the hell is a yingling doing in here? <laughs> Somebody. I see that. Wrong post. You big dummy. Just typed in Oktoberfest and checked it in under the first one that popped up. Probably. Oh, that looks like that looks right. You're holding the bottle. The bottle. <laughs> there's an orange on it. Maybe they changed the bottle in the, in the name of the brewery. <laughs> okay, I found one that has words. I didn't read the words ahead of time, but Scott Epler. I remember when I used to think this was a great beer and look forward to it coming back every fall. Now I know it's just a watery version of a good beer, <laughs> and he gave it a three and a half. Just a decent score for a... I got three and a half. That's pretty generous. <laughs> he also got it on draft at the Poor House, so maybe that's why it's yeah. a watery version of a good beer, because it's just got a bad version. Mm. Bad keg. Maybe if you didn't spend your time at a Poor House, you can... <laughs> P-O-U-R. Oh. Oh. A play on words. <laughs> I say you better find the rich house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll go ahead and start since these folks didn't say a whole lot. Pretty much just going to reiterate what we said. Mm-hmm. Sweet and malty Oktoberfest, but still finds a way to remain bitter, but a good kind of bitter. Smooth and goes down easy. I'm sure it is a little bit lighter than what some of these other places are making, because um, I've had a lot of the other local ones, and they really throw in the malts in there, and it's really a punch in the mouth. 
but this is a good, sweet, smooth. It's a little bit lighter. I get why that guy was complaining because I've had, you know, local stuff that's got a lot heavier of a punch. But honestly, for a six pack during the work week and I just want to drink a couple of beers and not get super drunk, I'll reach for these. Or like we would say, a lawn mowing beer in the summer. So a, <laughs> yeah. a yard leaf raking, raking beer. beer. <laughs> so this would be a great one to reach for. Always a win. Mm-hmm. I give it a four. Nice. And I said very sweet and biscuity up front with a smooth and creamy back end. This beer surprised me and gets better with every sip. And I gave it a four out of five. Hey. Nice. We got some hand holdings going on. Mm-hmm. So I would, yeah, this, like he said, this is a leaf raking beer. <laughs> uh, very, yeah, I was very surprised. Um, enjoyed this very much. I would recommend pick it up. I think it was somewhere around the 10 to $11 range for the six pack. Pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. And I have something special. Ooh. What? I, I have a Pales pairing. <gasps> what? I feel like we need Pales a... Pales pairing. I was going to say, we need a button or something like this. Pales pairing. <laughs> Pales pairing. <laughs> <laughs> with this Oktoberfest, I would pair this with pretzels and mustard. <laughs> Soft pretzel or hard pretzel? <laughs> this makes a classic and delicious pairing with an Oktoberfest beer. The salty, doughy pretzels complement the malty flavors of the beer. Of course I'm cheating. <laughs> I'll do this shit by myself. I can't do this by myself. And the tangy mustard provides a nice contrast. A pale stealings. Uh, <laughs> I would also substitute the mustard for nacho cheese. Ooh. Not, not a bear, beer cheese? Nacho cheese. Um, nacho cheese. Beer cheese would be good, too. Any type of cheese. <laughs> yeah, every pairing comes with cheese. Every one of Pale's pairings like comes a, with cheese. <laughs> a nice Gouda or a... <laughs> Munster? A Munster cheese. Mm-hmm. It's, Munster it's required. <laughs> I have to have cheese. You're a cheese head. <laughs> they do have the little matching cap, I forgot to say. It is blue and orange. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. It's gorgeous. It's got the little logo. Mm-hmm. Turn that into a magnet. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. I put that on my fridge. Whoa. Black, Black Adam. Adam. Are we talking about Wham Shazam? Shazam. <laughs> Black Shazam. Bam Shazam. Bam, Bam Shazam. Shazam. I was like, whoa, why does it got to be Black Shazam? Because <laughs> it's whoa, Black Betty Bamalam or something like that. Right, right, right. I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink and Geek Out. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, drinkingeekout.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content that is patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, Black Adam is a 2022 American superhero film based on the DC character of the same name. It is a spinoff of Shazam, the 2019 film, and the 11th film in the DC Extended Universe. The film was directed by Wom, Colette Sara, and written by Adam Stitzkiel. (laughs) 
and the writing team of Rory Haynes and Sorab Noshivani. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it stars Dwayne Johnson as Teth Adam, a.k.a. Black Adam, an ancient superhuman who is released from his magic imprisonment by a group of archaeologists to free the nation of Kandak from the crime syndicate intergang whose local leader plans to obtain an ancient relic called the crown of sabak to take control of the nation kandak kandak all right talk about the movie okay we yeah all watched this movie i assume hopefully well we were Would supposed you? to it's not a watch along <laughs> <laughs> oh i thought we were watching Oops. it right now <laughs> no i saw it um, begrudgingly i saw it too yeah, I I mean, I wanted to watch it just because I was curious, because there was, we'll get to it a little, a little later, but it's been in development for like almost 20 years. Um, So I was curious how it would go, and um, they should have kept working on it, maybe 20 more years. <laughs> <laughs> Went the Avatar it's, approach and failed. Yeah, it's got a, some fun moments, I thought, but overall, like, it just seems like this movie's been made for... 25 times already mm -hmm. like it, not the same exact story but just like the whole origin story of a superhero it kind of feels like we've seen it already yeah i think they tried to go the anti-hero route but i'm like it's still a hero it's not like yeah he just kills batman people. type thing he just yeah, yeah he doesn't have any people. rules yeah for someone so like powerful uh they lead into the the normal person has power type of like mm -hmm. trope and that annoys me when you have somebody like that's super powerful they're not worried about the normal person being the hero yeah it, it it's a it's a weird thing to pivot that entire movie on like i, I don't know i just it was it was something <laughs> <laughs> i guess uh start out with a positive i liked pierce brosnan in this movie yes i think his character was interesting mm -hmm. and like he he's a great actor and it's nice to see him out of the bond role and doing something a little different so i, I enjoyed his performance probably most out of anything agreed yeah he he brought a, a good good twist or not so much twist but like a little side story with him I kind of wanted to like his origin. I was more yeah, interested more in like <laughs> this whole justice, fake justice league to try to figure out a little bit more about them and some of their characters and mm -hmm. justice society. Society. Thank are? you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I definitely enjoyed the, the callback for sure. Not really. I don't, it's not really a callback. I, I guess just the, the bring in all of the unknown characters from the DC universe, like, you know, this justice people set up, but you know, like having Hawkman who we had a Hawkman in the TV series. We bring mm -hmm. him in here. Um, we get Adam Smasher. Who, who, who the F is this? Cool. Yep. Well, somebody new Cyclone. Who? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, <Amy. laughs> he's different than the Adam, the yeah. Brandon Roth played apparently. Yeah. So yeah, his, his character is a, dope too i don't know yeah it's like his first mission it seems like and he, yeah it's just like him being like oh what's happening the whole time <laughs> yeah i'll go the wrong direction <laughs> i'm tracking you guys and then he turns right. around and it 
he's already passed. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like comic relief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely like, yeah, it was weird. I did like the, like, you know, like Cyclone coming in, you know, trying to prove herself. This Adam Smasher trying to hit on Cyclone. Mm-hmm. Tornado uh, Smasher. Yeah. That's <laughs> what he wanted. Yeah, so he's like, I'm gonna cha- I'm gonna rebrand. I'm no longer Adam Smashing. I'm smashing on Cyclones. <laughs> uh, I definitely enjoyed uh, Hawkman performance. Uh, Aldous Hodge did mm-hmm. a phenomenal job for that. Yeah, with what he he was given, he he did a good job. But like him fighting Black Adam like six or seven times, it's like the same scene over and over of them two arguing and fight. Like uh, I don't know debating the best way to do things that got annoying and then them fighting for the third or fourth time it's like uh you're on the same side and i mean i mean you may not agree but he actually is from here unlike you right i i found that kind of annoying too like just like the whole like whole justice league people pretty much just like yeah we're the we're the voice of reason so f everybody else mm mm-hmm. mhm Type of, I don't know, it was weird. Again, another, mm-hmm. it, that was weird moment from me. I would like to have seen more of like his origin or like more like when he was just the father to his son and he didn't have the magic powers. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting twist. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Oh, he was actually the father and he was yeah. given the power. That kind of like, I was disappointed by that. Yeah, Honestly, I'm too. like, I was excited. I'm like, yeah, this kid's rebelling back and now he's going to take his nation. That's why he's a hard ass. It makes sense. And it's like, oh, you were the weakling father that tried mm-hmm. to, well, mm-hmm. the fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense why he doesn't really deserve the power. And, True. Like he's kind of a bad guy because he wasn't, the wiz- wizards or whatever didn't give him the power. It was like a gift from his son mm-hmm. out of whatever protection or whatever, but it was a mistake on his part. Yeah. To even have the powers. Uh, that was another thing that I thought interesting. Uh, also, the, it was Young Rock, who from the show Young Rock, that played oh. <laughs> the son of oh. the guy. I didn't <laughs> I that was funny. catch that one. That's pretty cool. One of the Young Rocks. There's like four Young Rocks, because it's different eras of Young Rock. Uh, didn't they have to like digitize and like un-rock the rock? That um, was and he was looking. he was like a skinny guy with no muscles. I'm like, what? <laughs> with a big this? bobblehead. He's, you can try to hit. We were trying really hard to make him look weak. <laughs> it was like the Chris scrawny. Evans oh. Captain America problem right. from the first movie, where they tried <laughs> yes. to make him all scrawny and tiny. It's like, yeah, that head doesn't work. Just cast a different guy. Just yeah, cast, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, that was that made me laugh. And a scene <laughs> I was you dying. Be laughing I was like, at, but this is supposed to be like a dramatic scene, and I'm like, <laughs> think it's the funniest part of the whole movie. <laughs> I like the paint it black scene when he the it was was that the earlier bike, in the movie. bikes? Oh, um, it was like all the slow motion. I, I know it's been done like yeah. a bunch of times, but it was just kind of a cool moment. So yeah, it was like, like the first moving, mate, moving like items around, scene. Yeah, that's what in the desert when the first gets freed, right? That yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I didn't feel I was gonna, I didn't feel bad for the people either. Which people? The the ones that like were killed by the hit squad because they were trying to unlock this tomb or whatever. 
Mm. They're like trying to Indiana Jones it. <laughs> they yeah. like some of it end up dead and stuff. I'm like, I don't feel bad one bit. You're <laughs> trying to rob this place, I'm trying to set but free this. I think they were trying to get it away from those guys. Is what it seemed like. They were trying to stop the bad guys by get there before the bad before people the got bad there. people got there. But the guy betrayed him, or mm-hmm. classic betrayal story and the weird brother sister like relationship. The big guy obviously I enjoyed providing that big guy. the comic relief. Yeah, <laughs> I was sad when he got shot, and then I was glad that Pierce Brosnan was like, "Oh, you're not gonna die now." It's like, I'm not going to die. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm I know fine. when I'm going to die. Then he's like a hero later when yeah. they're fighting like the zombie. The zombie people. guys. Yeah. <laughs> that that made me laugh. I'm like, yeah. yeah okay. so there's, some, there's some good things here. But overall, it's not a great movie. Mm-mm. There was moments. It, had, it was like, um, oh, my God, there's so much action. Like the movie was yeah. very fast paced. It was mm-hmm. like a, a Fast and Furious superhero movie. With, yeah. It, with basically. like godlike powers. More so than the cars. But, you know. Good action, entertaining. It's pr- pretty yeah. funny when they he is like chasing those bike guys, and then he like throws the guy up in the air, and then Pierce Brosnan like shows up and he's like, "Okay, bring him back. We'll we'll interrogate him." And, and he's he, like, "Uh, is he dead?" He's like, "You killed him all, did he? Didn't you?" And he turns around and he goes, "Thug." <laughs> yes. He's like, he didn't make it. <laughs> uh, didn't realize this movie was a comedy. Yeah. But how did he go from, I mean, it must be the wizardry thing, but he went from not being able to speak the language to knowing English quite well. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't really explained. It's like all of a sudden he could speak it and it's like. Magic? Magic? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Magic was translating it, maybe? Yeah, he didn't understand like sarcasm or like uh, different uh, things that the boy was trying to teach him, like mm-hmm. catchphrases and stuff, but he understood English perfectly fine. I uh, also... It's kind of Terminator-ish. I was just going to say Fault. Yeah. Yeah. It was really hard for me to, like, get my head around the fact that it didn't know what a door was. Yeah. (laughs) It's like it's walking through walls. walking walking through walls. Like, doors existed in your time, man. He even (laughs) says it. He's like, how did you get into rooms earlier? Doors? (laughs) Yeah. He just doesn't care now that he's at a god. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it... I was like, what the what the hell? Like, even in the flashback scene, there was doors, mm-hmm. like in his little cave hut thingy. It's like, come on. And, and they clearly only had Viola Davis for like 15 minutes. They had her all on just like cell phone screens or whatever to talk about the Suicide Squad or the whatever she's in charge of. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In like oh. those two scenes, it's like just her on a monitor. <laughs> it's like, uh, just go to her house and film her for a few minutes. And <laughs> Amanda Waller. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to actually come and shoot any scenes. Yeah. Well, she was mostly like that and even some of the cartoons and everything. She yeah. was always the, the boss behind the scenes. Very rarely did she come out in the field. Um, the thing I was going to mention, and you threw me off with the Amanda Waller comment. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, that's fine. Someone else go. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back a little Did everybody catch the like Superman references? Or like the there was like three or four times where there was like a the S logo getting like zapped by lightning or something like happening to it, like trying to build up that Superman Black oh, Adam mm-hmm. fight. That, <laughs> that's never gonna happen now. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> it should have just been Shazam. What? It yeah, doesn't why? make any sense why you would put Superman against him. 
the I mean the guy got the same powers from the same wizard. He they're they're enemies in the comic book or like they battle in the comics more than Superman. It's like why would you try to shoehorn Superman into this? Yeah. And I guess that was something that The Rock needed. Yeah, he something wanted he that. Requ- yeah, he, he's like, oh, I don't care about Shazam. We got Blue Superman in here. Well, I think like, he felt no, like, That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he felt like Henry Cavill was the biggest star in the DC at the time. Yeah, well, you also yeah. look at The Rock. I think it's a bit of an ego thing. I mean, the dude's yeah, a beast. 100%. He goes, yeah. I can take on Superman. It's like, okay. I remembered what I was going to say now. (laughs) Better be good. It better be good. Uh, The part that I thought would have been a nice way to end it as opposed to, um, you know, him coming back out of retirement. He finally (laughs) realized like, okay, I don't deserve this power. I'm laying it down. Don't let me out. I'm a monster. Like he he came to grips with it and it's like, okay, we're, we're good. But then the whole scene of him trying to come back, and then he does come back, and then now he's like, yeah, I'm going to keep it now. I'm like, why? You, yeah. Why Why this change of heart now? So it, it just moved too quick. It's almost just, like that should have been a couple movies. Like the the next movie would have been, oh, we have to pull him out of retirement to mm-hmm. to come do or that. give but. the power to the kid. Yeah, exactly. He deserves mm, it. He's like got a good heart, and he's like the one trying – like. Don't just lock him up. Do he obviously he can give the power away? He was given to him. Give it to that kid, and now he's Black Adam. Yeah, we they just went through the whole sob story of how he's not deserving of the power. I don't need this. No one needs this. Lock me up. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I accept my fate. And then oh no, the bad guy's back. <laughs> Let's get him back. <laughs> well, like, yeah. yeah, if you can send Superman there, send him to fight the Let demon devil, fit, whatever the hell that guy the thing was. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> it was just a bit rushed, and it's like, I, I don't like this, especially like after watching Shazam, where they're real quick to just transfer powers to people. I'm like, mm-hmm. you've already established this universe. Like, I don't know. They established the universe, but didn't follow it. But 100%. All right. You mentioned it was rushed. Let's read through these paragraphs to see how rushed it was. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to take this first one? New Line Cinema. Bum, <laughs> Began development of a Shazam featured film in the early 2000s based on the DC Comics character Captain Marvel. That's right. I forgot because Captain Marvel. Yeah. And, they, this was the original Captain Marvel and then Marvel sued or whatever. And mm. changed, had to change it to uh, Shazam. The title came from the wizard Shazam who gives his or gives the hero his powers with. DC, the title came from the wizard gave Shazam, uh, the hero, his powers, with DC unable to use the title Captain Marvel due to legal issues. Okay. That's a weird sentence. It (laughs) is. Uh, Peter Sagal signed on to direct the film in April 2006, and Dwayne Johnson was approached about portraying Captain Marvel later that year. By November 2007, Johnson was also interested in the film's protagonist, Black Adam, and had received positive responses from fans about him possibly playing that character. Development on the film was placed on hold by January 2009, but had begun again by April 2014 when Warner Brothers, the parent company of New Line, and DC began planning a slate of superhero films for its shared universe. The DC Extended Universe. 
That August, Johnson said that he was still attached to the film, but had not yet decided if he would play Captain Marvel or Black Adam. A month later, Johnson announced that he would portray Black Adam. A way he could flex more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I knew a little bit of that background with the whole Captain Marvel thing that used to be in DC, but that helped to clear that up. I think we talked about it on on our Captain Marvel episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd forgot about it. So, wow, this goes back <laughs> all the way to April 2006. Hello, freshman year of college. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. So, yeah, it wasn't even until t- 2014 that he even announced that he would be playing Black Adam. And then that's almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Jeez. Well, that was DCU trying to jump on that Marvel train, and mm-hmm. it just We're never... We're going to plan a, out a slate of films, and then they kept failing, and, and they kept trying to retool things. Mm-hmm. Never worked. Right, I continue on here. It says, in mm-hmm. January 2017, Johnson met with DC's Jeff Johns to discuss the project after studio executives grew concerned that an actor of Johnson's profile was being used as a villain and supporting character in the film instead of starring in it. Following that meeting, they decided to split the project into two films, Shazam 2019, starring the hero Captain Marvel, whom DC had since rebranded as Shazam, and Black Adam, with Johnson starring as the title anti-hero. Johnson said the two characters would meet on screen in the future. Johns confirmed in in July that Johnson would not appear in Shazam, though his likeness is used in that film for a magical hologram of Black Adam conjured by the wizard Shazam. So... It took nearly 20 years to get this movie made. Jeez. <laughs> mm. I, I wish they would have waited another five, six years and let James Gunn, mm-hmm. now that he's in charge, <laughs> I think he could handle it a little better and mm-hmm. get maybe the humor and the action and all that in, in line to make more sense and maybe talk the rock out of putting Superman in the movie <laughs> and actually have him meet up with Shazam. Like, the word he says in the movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like why so would they stupid. not even mention Shazam ever? Just a huge miss. Uh, since we're talking about Shazam, did anybody watch fear of the, or uh, either Shazam uh, actually, yep. but fear of the gods is the one that just came out. Finally saw I'm them not, both. Yeah. So I'm the only one probably. Probably. We'll talk about it a little bit before we end out. we got a few minutes left in this episode. Um, sure. I really enjoyed the first Shazam. I liked the humor and like the kids and all that. Mm-hmm. I think the second movie lost something because, I mean, it took so many years in between. All the kids are a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? The Shazam, whatever Billy, his name is. Billy Batson. Yeah. We barely see him as a kid. I think maybe he's in one scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, that was some of the fun of him, like, I don't know. Like figuring out, like, Shazamming who am I? What is this? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I definitely enjoyed the beginning of this movie. The end of the movie, again, back to the trope I was just complaining about where the normal person has the power mm-hmm. um, without giving it away because Paul hasn't seen it. But there's, you know, there's a thing that happens and you have to deal with the regular people. It's it's I don't know. Well, and it's another superhero movie where the whole freaking world is being destroyed. I mean, it's this town or whatever and where the first Shazam was kind of a smaller story. It was just like a small fight. And now it's like this whole town is yep. being overrun by these monsters. And it's like a 
big huge deal yeah it go, just go, it ramps up too high i think it could just keep it a small story right it would have been more interesting i liked all the family drama and like yep i did get emotional at moments just like mm-hmm. the characters but then there's this other shit going on that's just like too loud too much that doesn't need to be happening right yeah agreed mm-hmm. but i think in I guess, retrospect, you take a look at all of the characters and their individual personalities and you, you kind of try to live like vicariously through them. And I think you can relate with every single mm-hmm. one yeah. of those kids, sure. especially the, the, like the handicapped one. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he's kind of like the main character of the movie. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Pretty much where he's like, I am going to overcome my disability and just be this other person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my life sucks. And like, we all can relate to having shitty things going on with our lives that we wouldn't mind if we could just step away from it for just a moment. Why wouldn't you? It because yeah. your brother tells you, no, 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 we're not going to do this all the time. It's like, no, Fuck off, man! Like, <laughs> I'm not. Getting but and trouble. his motivation makes sense too. He wants all the family to stay together because he's never had a family and he right. doesn't want to lose his family. So yeah. like all that stuff. By the end, it's like, oh, okay, that. Understand everybody's motivation in the whole movie, right? Except for maybe the one, uh, bad, the bad people. I don't understand what their deal is, but <laughs> yeah, that right. was. <laughs> Which one's weird. bad? Who's bad now? They keep like switching sides. This one is in has a crush on this kid yeah. even though she's 40,000 years old. <laughs> it's like love got in the way. Yeah, it's like uh the 109-year-old vampire in Twilight hooking up with, yeah, a, with a 16 like a, year old yeah. like a senior in high school. Did nobody like thought to ask yeah. that question? <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's a typical kid using his powers. <laughs> Trying to get yeah. the girl, so that was yes. kind of funny. It's just yeah, like, oh yeah, funny. I know him. He's right back here. Let me shazam. <laughs> uh, okay, this is pretty funny, but and I like Steve, the pencil or whatever. <laughs> I like yeah. they keep talking to him, and then they're like writing letters, and they're like, we don't have to spell check it. Steve's doing it, and it's like being written down. Everything they like, said, I'm like, <laughs> it, I laugh so hard at that. I'm like, yeah, okay, this funny. is pretty funny. I would say that's a better movie than yeah, the one we just talked about. But we're, it's not Shazam Toberfest or that's true. Whatever that actor's name is, I forget. Chuck from I was going to say Chuck. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> Zach Levi. Zach Levi. Levi, Levi or Levi, whatever. Levi. Zachary Levi. From Thor two. From Thor to what? No. Thor. No, that's what he's in. <laughs> the Dark World. I think that's the one he's in. That's probably why I don't remember that because hmm. he's oh. one of Thor's gang. Fandral. Hmm. Yeah, he's the the gay elf who <laughs> like does a little sword play, like uh, the fencer or whatever. I don't think he's an elf, but he's yeah. part of Thor's squad. Whatever those characters' names are, or their little group is, not Lady Sif. <laughs> Just the Asgard. Yeah, people <laughs> Asgard. I guess. Yeah, yeah, like his little like big axe buddy and his little oh, oh yeah, 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 fencing yeah, yeah, yeah. friend. Who turns Asian in the next film? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in ten years, probably. <laughs> or whenever I did the last Marvel marathon, I, I usually skip it when I. Yeah, do. it's not a great one. <laughs> but that's a Marvel. We're talking about DC, and actually, we're done talking about this movie. 
Yeah, uh, because I, it wasn't that good. <laughs> That's why we're talking about other stuff. <laughs> we have nothing left to say. I will say, if you like Fast and the Furious, but you're not a big fan of Cars, um, this movie might be for you. I don't know. If you're a fan of The Rock and you enjoy Rocktober like we do, yes, then check it out. Check it out. It's worth a watch just for entertainment purposes. Yeah, but. there's some entertaining scenes, but I would say Shazam! Fury of the Gods is a more fun watch. So watch that instead if you only have time for one. Or if and, you don't like The Rock, but you like Sarah Shahi, that's, a, that's, a, that's an option. It's true. <laughs> I would say if you like lightning, this is your movie. That's true. Uh, watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say watch Thor. Yeah. I mean, he's got a thunder, but he shoots lightning, so. He figured that out eventually. <laughs> Shot out of his eyes. I thought he was uh, the god of hammers. Oh, right. Because <laughs> he. Yeah. <laughs> the god of hammers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about DC. Or we're, we're not talking we're about all, DC either. We are. Well, we're, we've, we're, we're all trying to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We can end it right now. Until next time. Drink, drink up, up and, and rock out. Shazam. <laughs> Geek out. Rocktober. <laughs>